Welcome to Building with Brick, Foundational Wisdom on Coaching, Careers, and Christ. This leadership podcast was spawned by Coach Brickner's book, So You Want to Be a Coach, which is the story of a corporate executive who made a drastic career change and became a head men's basketball coach. Dr. Brickner's book is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook on Amazon.com or go to his website, www.drjoebrickner.com. That's drjoebrickner.com. Now, here's this week's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. My guest, Richard Consum, former senior associate athletic director at KU, spent many years there, um, wore many, many hats. Then he became athletic directors at Benedictine College and Rockhurst University. Now he's the golf coach at Rockhurst, uh, finishing up his career. Um, one of the questions that I had for Richard was how his faith has um, been involved with his career, uh, and I, I want to get his comments on how he sees faith as far as, uh, in, in today's environment, uh, it's so secular, everything is so secular, and when you start talking about faith, some people just want to get away, no, 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 you can't talk about that, but how did it affect you? Well, I, I think it's the, the solid um, base on which you build everything and you make all your decision-making in life and in your profession. And if you just follow those core thoughts and principles of treating others how you want to be treated, um, about servant leadership, um, of all that, that's, and, and if you believe in all that and, and you're here to do service for others, and you approach your life that way, and you approach your job and your profession, then that comes through. And, and you know, the best example is when you said, well, when you were the AD, I didn't have to worry about those things. Somebody else was taking care of it. And, and I felt that that was my job to help you out and thus help your players out. And, and that was me doing something because I couldn't score a basket, okay? And, and I wasn't going to guard somebody at the three-point line. But if I could make it so that it was easier for you, so you're not worried about that and you're concentrating on your team, mm -hmm. then that's and that and that all goes back to you know what your beliefs are. And and I'm not the most important person. Okay. I'm here to serve others. Mm -hmm. And and so that's how that's how I feel about it. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate and grew up in a, a a German Catholic family in, you know, north central Kansas and those strong, you know, work ethic beliefs, um, you know, went to a Catholic grade school. I did not go to Catholic high schools. Uh, but then, um, you know, at KU, we started getting way away from that. I mean, we couldn't say Christmas. You know, we couldn't have Christmas trees in, on the campus in our offices and all that. And that was at that, and, and that was towards the end of my career. And that was, well, I was kind of struggling with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. um and then got back to Benedictine, and and that was terrific. I mean, we were, and particularly the the environment that that you know President Minnis you know set up and embraces. Yeah. Um, 
and then and then I really fall in line with with the monks and, and that ora et labora, you know, prayer and work. Yeah. And, and it's it's a simple, very simple concept, you know, and and, and you know they're trying to the, the motto of Benedict and educate people in a community of faith and scholarship, you know. So I, I buy into that completely, yeah. and and so that's I'd say that's where it, it, it formed it. I I don't wear it on my sleeve. Um, I don't. Um, I, I try to lead by example on it. Right. But, but I, I'm not one that, that verbalizes it because uh, right or wrong, you know, that's how it is. I, I, I want everybody to, you know, be a good person, lead your life the way you want it. But I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to show you how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully that, that's good enough. Well, that's true evangelist, evangelization. I mean, you don't, evangelization isn't necessarily going out and preaching. Mm hmm people watching you and going, wow, he's got something special. I wonder what that is, you know, and then they, they figured out. Um, yeah. So, and I, and I always respected you for that. You, uh, and, and that Benedictine, I mean, that's just the way it is. Yes. Of anybody that's up there. That's not that way. Yeah. It's the culture and the environment. Yeah. Yeah. And leadership sets that tone. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, uh, President Menace has just done an absolutely fantastic job of growing that college and, and sticking to the Catholic fundamental principles. Which, yeah. Um, I don't know if we ought to get into this or not, but I know that Rockhurst with its Jesuits, again, well, <laughs> a little more well, I'll just Let's just say this. When I left Benedictine, one of the monks walked up and asked me, said, why are you leaving the Catholic Church? Go be with the Jesuits. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know what he meant. Now I get it. So, yeah, it, it is different. And, and philosophically, I'm much more um, mindset with the Jesuits, or I mean with the, the Benedictines. But, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I do see a difference um, with our players, um, you know, because our our student athletes, they know about if they want to succeed, they have to work hard, you know, and there is that, that piece. So I, I, I try to instill that prayer and work philosophy, you know, with them and, and, and do that. So, you know, in the positions that you've been in, and I, I talk about this in the book a lot about uh, being a coach is, is a very difficult career to follow. And I, and I know being in an athletic administration would be the similar, especially at a place like KU. Um, it's hard to be in a married environment in those situations. And not that, you know, you're going to be tempted to do things you shouldn't do. It's just simply you are so busy that you don't have as much time to spend with family right. as you'd like to, or as maybe you shouldn't. And so... Right. Uh, how do you see that position and, and how do you attack that so that uh, the family isn't shortchanged? Right. And, and that, that is the most difficult thing. And, and uh, we've, you know, particularly in division one college athletics, there isn't a very good work-life balance. And, and I told you my last year at KU, you know, 48 of 52 weekends, I only had four that were both days off. So you're working those other weekends. Now, um, you know, particularly my children growing up, there were a lot of trade-offs in that. I, I was, my daughter was December 6th birthday. 
I was never home for her birthday mm-hmm. because that first weekend in December was always the women's home basketball tournament. So that meant the men got scheduled on the roads. So here I am scheduling the men to be away from home. I'm scheduling myself to be away from home on my daughter's birthday. Okay. And, and that was how it was. Now, have that explanation and understand that. She also went to Hawaii four times before she was 12 years old. Okay. So there was the, the trade-off with some of that. And, you know, I will tell you to this day, one of the, the most gratifying memories that I have is at the 1991 Final Four, we were flying on the team plane and we each got to take one guess. Well, I took my son and he was in grade school. And, and I left Allen Fieldhouse and, and we were flying out of Topeka Forbes Field. And, and I drove by Quail Run Grade School and I walked to the door of his classroom and there was Scott sitting there with his jacket on, his backpack on, on the edge of his chair. And Scott was going on the team plane, the KU basketball team plane to the final four. And all of his classmates knew it. <laughs> and I picked him up and all of the class, they were all, oh, bye, Scott, have a great time. And I mean, it was the biggest deal. And, and he was the proudest kid, you know, possible. And, and so you hope that there are thoughts and memories and moments like that that make up for when dad was gone, yeah. you know, because he, he was also in Lubbock, Texas, you know, on a, on a Saturday night in a football game too, you know, and getting home at three or four in the morning, you know, I mean, so there are different things like that. So then the time you have to, you have to make quality time with them. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, they liked sports. They liked KU. They liked the opportunity that they kind of had free run of Allen Fieldhouse. They got to go to all the games. Um, Coach Williams had every player and support staff over to his house for Thanksgiving. So there's my kids at Thanksgiving meal with the KU basketball team players with Jared Haas and Jock Bond and you know, I mean, they're, I mean, that's, that was pretty big time stuff, you know, yeah. and they, and they like that. Yeah. So you've got to balance that. And then your wife has to be unbelievably understanding. Ideally, you know, she enjoys and appreciates sports. In my case with Deb, her dad, first generation college, because he got a football scholarship to come to KU and was on the football team. Okay. And so, they then bought season tickets. I mean, she grew up with KU football. Her brother Brad played here. I mean, so KU and KU events, you know, was all part of it. If you're in that job and you were, your schedule, your life revolves around your schedule, your basketball team schedule. In my case, the KU athletic department schedule, that's your life. And you plan outside events and hopefully weddings and you don't miss too many family deals and all that because of it, but that's how it is. Um, I tell my players in golf, we're at a different deal. It's division two. It's balance. We're going to balance your academics and your athletics, golf and your social service. And when you've got that family wedding, that's a big deal for you to go to. And we've got a golf tournament. You're going to the family wedding because 30 years from now, you're going to remember that mm-hmm. you're not going to remember being in Springfield, Illinois, at, you know, Prairie fire golf course, mm-hmm. you know, doing that. Now my player who did that, he went to San Diego for the wedding. He played Torrey Pines and he got back. And I said, oh, wait a minute, you didn't tell me you were getting to play Torrey Pines. <laughs> we might've had a little different discussion, but, but 
you know, I, I want them to have the balance. I, I, I did not have that opportunity because of, you know, KU basketball is playing, you know, in the preseason NIT and it's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm in New York City, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to be at the family dinner. Now, we're going to make up for it on the weekend before or the weekend after or something like that. But that's that's the piece of it that you've got to understand. And that's the the balance that you try to do. And it doesn't work for everybody. OK, it does not work for everybody. Yeah. So you've just got to hopefully find the right spouse and then uh have enough great experiences with your kids um, that they understand the trade-off that they get for the job you have. No, that, that's, that's great. Share with us, if you would, some uh, advice that you'd give to some career advice you'd give mm -hmm. to someone who wants to be a coach or someone who maybe doesn't want to be a coach, but has business type skills and wants to be an administrator in athletics. Right. Well, um, like you, I, I've taught and I also teach a class in human resources and personnel management, which I call the hiring and firing of coaches. Um, and uh, so I guess the advice I look and uh, I talk about in the search process, I want to, to apply to you and say, okay, well, how do I fit into that and, and all that? And, and so the first thing that I look for is I want to hire a quality person. Because if I hire a good person, I've solved 90% of my problems, mm. okay? Um, I want to hire somebody that's got great integrity, got great character, uh, and then has a passion for what they're doing. I don't feel like I've ever gone to work, okay? Um, I get to do this. Yeah. I don't have to do this, okay? And there's a there's a... Uh, a good approach and analogy about that. So it, it's been a passionate thing for me. Um, I want somebody that is going to represent the institution and that's all inclusive very, very well. So you're the basketball coach of Benedictine. You're representing yourself, your family, your team, your school. Okay. You're an alum of that school. Okay. So you want that I mean, that, that's even more important to you, okay? So I'm, I'm going to look for somebody that I know will be a really good representative of that school, mm -hmm. okay? You know, what I'm, you know, trying to do. You've got to be a hard worker. You've got to be very, very organized, I think, because these are complex jobs. Um, I think training in athletic administration or coaching, you can go out into almost any profession. You did it the opposite. You, know, you did the corporate world and then did the coaching. But the coaching world and all the balls you had in the air and all the things you had to juggle and all that would have served you very, very well in your job at Bell. Yeah. You know, all the lessons you learned. The lessons of relationships and working with other people, of supervising people. You're the coach. Yeah. You're supervising those players. They're, they're you know, and then – same kind of a deal. What motivates one kid doesn't motivate another kid. Right. What motivates one employee doesn't motivate another employee, you know. Uh, and, and, and you know players that were just mailing it in, okay. I mean, you know, I, I kind of tell people, and I've got the luxury at, at, at Rockhurst with, with golf, you know, we only play five and four count in the scoring, but, you know, I take, try to take 10 or so to tournaments. 
but I've got 21 guys. I say, you know, I got seven or eight guys. They're all in. And I got three or four guys or they're kind of half in, half out. And I got three or four guys and they just like having a shirt that says rockers golf, you know, and, and our purpose is that they come to school, get a great education and graduate. That's our primary goal. My primary goal is not that we win golf tournaments. That's not what rockers is set up for. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with any of that, but you also then have to understand if you're in a, if you're in a supervisory role in a corporate situation, you got the same guys I got. I got guys who are you got employees who are all in. You got employees who are, they're kind of half in, half out. You got they're punching a time clock, you know? and you got to deal with that, you yeah. know, and, and figure that out and 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 do all that. So, so I, I think those are the the kind of things. Um, that I'm looking for in, in, in representing, being organized, being a hard worker, all those kind of qualities and characteristics. Okay. Um, it, it was interesting being in business first and then yeah. coaching, you know, and, and it lended itself so well to me to be able to handle so many different hats because I had done that in business. You know, with the, and and Bell did a great job of training us to manage people. I don't know how many schools I went to and how many books we read and, and all that type of thing. And uh, so, the management part was pretty simple, and keeping balls up in the air was pretty simple because I'd done that before. What was difficult was for me, and as I say in the book, is dealing with 18 to 22 year olds versus wow. 18 to 65 year olds you know right. and i mean and there's there's just so many issues that come up in a coaching environment that don't come up in a business environment simply because the age of these right. kids and plus you're you have a lot more opportunity to uh, kind of guide these kids in the right direction you know help form them Whereas in a business environment, uh, you don't have that many opportunities. And you do by your example, you know, and, and, right. and the way you manage it to really get in and change somebody's direction or change their life. Uh, it doesn't happen too often in business, whereas in, in coaching, or and I would think in an athletic administration would also do some of that. Well, yeah, I, I tell the players, um, you know, I, I've made most of my decisions. I have decided, you know, how I'm going to live my life, what I'm doing on Friday and Saturday night. It's a routine. It's all that. You guys make a hundred decisions every single day at 18 to 22. And they're consequential decisions. Mm -hmm. And and you better have a pretty good basis of a checklist of going through. And I say, so when you're making that decision on Saturday night on whether to go out or not, and whether to go out driving and drinking, and, you know, with the girlfriend or whatever, go through that checklist. I'm representing myself, my parents, my family, my golf teammates, my coach, my school, because all those things come back on that decision-making process, mm-hmm. you know. And if you look at it that way, hopefully when you're doing that checklist, ooh, that wouldn't reflect very good on mom or dad or my school or if this happens you know because as coaches we've gotten the call hey coach i just got a dui okay and now how do we deal with that right and 
and you know and, and the life lesson did anybody get hurt well no okay first thing that's great okay now now let's deal with the rest of it but but go through that process and hopefully you won't put yourself in those situations well, Richard, this has just been a treat for me having you. Thanks, Joe. I've, I've, I've loved our, our time together. I loved our time together before. I wish it would have extended much further than it did. Well, it was just too far from Lawrence, Kansas. And, 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 and the only other thing I'd say is I had such a hard time with the NAIA. Um, I came from a Division One, very structured, big, thick rule book environment to one that had no rules. And, and one of the biggest things that ever occurred that, that really turned me off was when your team didn't get selected for the tournament that year. Yeah. Because I saw that that was uh, grossly unfair. Um, as I recall, they selected a team from Florida because that team had a famous coach coaching it, Raleigh Massimino, and they had a much worse record, didn't do it well. And, and we had done, I think, second in the conference and, um, you know, had the 20 wins and were ranked and, and it was just an automatic we were going to get in the tournament and then we didn't. And I thought, oh boy, this is kind of a, this is not a very good uh, structure here. And I didn't like that. Yeah. And, and that was one of the biggest things. And then, but, but I will tell you the the commute up 59 highway up through Oskaloosa and Nortonville from Lawrence, because I didn't move to, you know, and Deb was still at the phone company and I wasn't, we weren't going to move to Atchison and that just didn't work out. So I was trying to do it long distance. And, you know, basketball game at the end of 10 at night. And, you know, I'd drive home to Lawrence. I mean, you were driving home too. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, you'd see four cars and, and five deers on the way home. You know? <laughs> and uh, there was that 20-mile run of no, no cell phone coverage, you know, through Nortonville. And it was kind of right. like, yeah, <laughs> this might not be the best thing I'm doing. You know? So anyway. Well, it was great having you. And, and Good. I'm well, thanks, Joe. So glad that uh, you've agreed to come on our, our podcast. And I think our, our folks are going to think this is just terrific. Um, you know, the, the Building with Brick podcast has a subtitle. It's, it's Foundational Wisdom on Coaching, Careers, and Christ. And I think you fulfilled that just wonderfully today. So, Richard, thank you so much. I look forward to uh, continuing a great relationship with you. And Tell Deb I said hello, give her my okay. love, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Joe.